0: Online? It yeah. goes onto our website. Oh. Um, Jackie is about to talk. Welcome to your responsible. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to a few newcomers. That is Shelby, right? Welcome Shelby. And you will... Don't tell me, don't tell me. are you Alana. Lauren. This is first. Rachel, welcome. Um, oh, I don't know your name. Alyssa. Alyssa. welcome. Yeah, and you're not really new. Thank you. Tara. You're not really new, but I know we actually introduced you when you came. Okay, just before I forget, December, uh, September 20, we're doing a Dorot volunteer, two hours on a Sunday, helping the elderly who are lonely, the Rosh Chana, who wish them a It's really easy to get to the Grodding Branch Young professional We did it last year. Your soul girls loved it. We're doing it again, but you must sign up because I can't make it around group I'm just saying, yeah, I want to do it, I want to do it. And I don't have any names. So I know the early are all thinking, oh, Shishana. But if you're around and you want to do it, please sign up. I'm going to post it on the soul group uh, again the next day or so. Uh, But just so you're not at it, it's really cool. I'm going to go. It's going to be fun. It's time to just hang out together a bit rather than do it class after work and leave. You know, that's also another good reason to do it. Um, as well as the minutes in the 10 days, it's a big and those 10 days before you have to, go forward to do something like that. It's nice to always extend yourself a little bit before going before um, That's number one. Number two, if anyone needs to watch Shana Plans, they're doing a massive service. We're all uniting and we're all, or an Asian H Brownstone, everyone's all together at the, the Brownstone 12. I put a flyer on my Facebook football. I'm gonna repost it again a soul group, a Facebook group. Um but need, it'll be awesome, it'll be great, yeah, cool, it's you know, fun, good good speakers, good, good people starving. Um so if you, if you need somewhere to go for a service, I think they're doing meals or something. I'm not sure. Are they any? Are they yes. meals around Sunday? I'm not sure. I right yeah. I think they are. I think yeah. I saw yeah. they are. I think they are they're doing the whole thing. It's great. But both Roshana and Yom Kippur you can do either, you can do both, you can do um, okay, okay. I see if any, if any questions about that. shut up, i sign up. Huh? I I have to sign up, oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's not all time, so um, It's all there, there's a link, everything. I'll provide i
1: again. I already once and then I'll post
0: I think we can do a link last we right. do are, really are you going to have I'm on in, in, um, Yeah, it's yes, yeah. Okay, all right. Rosh Hashanah is coming. Um, it is the most powerful spiritual day of the year. You recording? Yeah. That's too far away. Okay. It's the most powerful spiritual day of the year. Some people may or may not realize, yeah, that you can really create a whole different year based on how you are on Rosh Hashanah. It's not a joke. It's not a nice metaphor. It's not like cute, you know, like to inspire. It is literally true, and it's the most amazing thing is when you start to understand what is actually happening on Rosh Hashanah spiritually. If what? If I, how do I tap into? The spiritual power of the day. Like, how do I align myself with that? So, in order to do that, we have to understand a few different principles. Hi, welcome. Are there, are there more chairs, Lisa? Um, yeah. Oh, would they can, can move in the middle? Yes, Not, not too much. How do we, um, how do we understand it? How do we tap into today? That's, that's, that's really what some of the ideas we want to explore today. What's going on also, and how does that connect to them? the mux or what I'm reading? Like, how do I, you know, a lot of the, the prayers seem very exalted and very praiseworthy about Hashem, which is lovely and great, but like, what's that to my ear? You know, like, what's what's the connection? How do I personally relate to this? How do I make myself feel connected with a lot of governing, a lot of praying? And how do I frame the whole day for myself, so I know what's going on, so I can be my best version of myself? So, one of the things we have to ask ourselves is... The beginning of the year, Hashem basically decided this is going to be the beginning of the year. Right? The uh, Rosh Hashanah. But if you look at the creation of the world, the creation of the world didn't happen at Rosh Hashanah. Creation of the world happened when? The mm-hmm. sun at, no, that's a different beginning, but the actual creation of the world is, actually, what's the date today? Yes, 25th of El, today's not the 25th of El. so tomorrow, tomorrow was really the creation of the world, the 25th of El, it was like when God, you know, created light and dark and all of that, Both the date of creation, and day 6, man was created. Day six, man was created, and then Hashem says, okay, we're going to call that the new year. doesn't make sense. Usually when you celebrate something's creation, it starts on the first day of its created. It's like you go back to the, the beginning of the anniversary of when something started. You don't do it six days in. So the whole creation of the world happened on the 25th of all, yet on the first of Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah, God says, let's start the new year then. What's going on? You guys can't answer this. All right, <laughs> I'm this, this part of the time. What's going on? Why do we begin and mark the celebration at the beginning of the year on the day, day six? When we were created? Why would we celebrate? Usually when when something's celebrated, it's celebrated from the first day it began. But here we see God doesn't create the first day of the year when the world was created, it's the sixth day. It didn't have, yes, yeah, so it didn't have meaning when the man created. It created the universe for us. Right, so the even next level would be the whole purpose of the world was for us, which is definitely true. Yeah. So we're the only one that can celebrate it. So Beautiful. It's like nearly meaningless if we're not here to actually celebrate it. Right, so all of those are correct. Yeah. The whole purpose of the world was for us, right? It's very hard to understand. So going back into a little bit of philosophy, we say that God wants to create a man, to have a partnership. What does that mean? God doesn't need anything, right? God doesn't need anything. So it's very hard to understand, but the idea is that he literally is overflowing goodness and wants to share that goodness with you. But the want doesn't come from a lack, it comes from a fullness. So if you imagine a picture of water overflowing, and the overflowing water could could fall on the floor if if it just keeps overflowing. Or you could put a cup under it and the cup could grab some of the water as well. And the cup would benefit if it was filled with water. Yes, with me? Again, the picture of overflowing water is going to overflow regardless. It could on the, well, the excess water could either fall on the floor, or you could put a cup under as well to catch some of the water, and the cup would benefit also. That's the idea here with God. He doesn't need us. He's overflowing with goodness. But he, it's nice if you have a cup under that it could benefit. Right, which is us, as a vessel to receive his goodness. So what's the ultimate goodness you can give someone else? The ultimate goodness to give someone else is to experience that goodness themselves. If God is ultimately good, you know when someone does something really good for you, it feels unbelievable. When you know it was really from their heart and it was really good, really pure, it, it feels really, it's very, it, it, it moves you very deeply. You let yourself feel it. The ultimate goodness that God could bestow on us, was to allow us to develop and feel that goodness ourselves, to be like Him. That is the ultimate goodness. So how do we do that? So we gave us to the Torah. And fast forward, there's a lot of deep philosophical ideas that it's important to frame Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, He gave us the Torah to be able to develop ourselves so that we could be like Him. But if, it doesn't make sense, because if, if He wanted us to be like Him, He could have just created us like Him. Just create replicas of Himself, so to speak. Right? must be much easier. Why did we make us like this, that we have to develop it ourselves? There's two reasons. Yeah. One, for us to have a relationship with him. Yes. But he could have, you're right, but technically he could have just made us more like him and then we just could have had an easy relationship with him. He could have just created us as replicas already of here that's already fully formed and created, not us like in, uh, in potential, but we have to develop ourselves. So there's two answers why you create replicas. Us as a replica, one was that it's embarrassing sometimes to receive a handout, meaning we feel so much better when we earn it ourselves, For this answer, right? When we earn it and we work and sweat and we, we really work at building ourselves and then you accomplish something, you feel amazing when you notice a change in yourself. Feel incredible that you worked at it and you did it, and you feel a difference, right? So the ultimate gift is to give, empower someone to do it for themselves, right? It, this goes in life as well. If you empower someone to get a job, if you empower someone to go and, and do something that gives to the world, they feel much better than if you just gave them money, in, right? It's more about your dignity, more about your pride. That's one one reason. The second reason is if we're really to be like God or God-like, God doesn't receive anything from the outside. He God generates from the inside out. So if we're really to be like God, we too have to develop it from the inside out. We can't be given it from Shem all the time. We have to develop it inside ourselves, that goodness, to be like him, because that's him from the inside. He doesn't receive help like that in the same way. It's a meter called lavado that God has, so to speak. Or it's a godly meter called aloneness. Now, aloneness doesn't mean lonely. It means that I I am internally defined. I'm defined by myself, not by my surroundings. I'm defined by myself, not by my friends. I'm defined by myself, not my job, my image, my status. Right? None of those externals define me. I'm defined inside, alone by myself. I'm defined. By the way, I I mentioned this on Shabbos. This is the connection with Modest, modesty. Not about the elbows and knees, right? It's more about internal self-definition. And it happens to be one of those expressions is covering your elbows and knees at some point, if, if you're there. But the whole idea of Smeers modesty is about internal self-definition, right? Which is this 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 quality. I want to be defined inside by who I am, and the outside to express accordingly. But it's really about that. Okay. Um, the whole purpose of man is to bring out the spiritual-like quality in the world to be to make ourselves godly. So we get a choice as we wander through the world. It says, has the Aris." In the beginning, God created the Shemayim, the heavens, and the earth, which is true physically. Shemayim and Ares. It also means that as I go through my life, I get two choices. I can either relate to my world physically, or I can relate to it spiritually by bringing the spiritual or seeing the spiritual through what's going on. Right? The word, the word for world in Hebrew is "Ola," comes from the root. Not alarm, or alam, right? Which means concealed. Yeah? The, wor- the word for world literally comes from a root that means concealed. What's concealed? Godliness. So man's purpose is to be on the world, to pull out the godliness from the concealed world. That's our job. As I walk through my life, even in Manhattan, I get a choice. Do I relate to something physically, or do I see the spiritual through it? When someone double parks me in, do I get annoyed about the other driver and the space and I can't get out and hurt them physically? Or do I say, you know, what are the options here about how I can respond? What would God want from me in this, this, this situation? What would be a godly response right now? What am I, right? These are the more spiritual eyes of looking at something. When I say a blessing on any food, I can either, if I have a muffin, I can either shove it in my mouth and just enjoy the physical line. or I can say a blessing and acknowledge everything that went into creating that muffin for me and, and elevate it as I say a blessing, right? So bring the spiritual out, yeah? I want to be dishonest in business. I might feel like it's immediate gain I'm going to gain right now if I'm dishonest. But who do I want to become? Do I want to be an honest person? Do I want to be ethical? Biggest spiritual questions, right? This is our choice always in life. Do I want to be more physically relating or spiritually relating? It's an ongoing job for the whole of your life. Okay. On Rosh Hashanah, that's really what we're being judged for. It's not a weighing up of how just did you do, how many of areas did you do, right? That's not, the Rosh Hashanah, that's not what's going on. That's more of Yom Kippur is more about the details. Yeah, what do you have to correct? What do you have to fix? Rosh Hashanah is not about that. It's about, let me look into this person and see are they living their life according to what I made them to do, according to their purpose. How are they doing? Do I need to hold back certain resources because, say they're wealthy, I need to give them more money to give to more charity or do I see that the world is actually dragging them away from the spiritual they're focusing so much on the world that they need to hold back the money so they get their priorities straight again it's all about how much are you able to bring the spiritual out into your own life how much you can bring the spiritual into your world are you living up to the purpose that you were created for that's why Rosh Hashanah is on first Tishrei. it's about us A lot of people have asked me a brilliant question. It's a brilliant question. It's asked also in the commentaries. Why is it that we start the new year and then 10 days later we go through all our mistakes? Surely I want to clean myself up. So I'm in the, I, I've done all of my like, like making amends and fixing everything and then I want to start the new, new year. And then, Right? The other question? Doesn't, doesn't make sense. It's the other way around. We start the New Year, where we think we're squeaky clean, but then we have to go through and drudge up all the mud. Right? You would think it's really the wrong order. So the way that, from a Jewish perspective, we grow is through two interweaving courses called planting and building. Planting means I plant certain seeds, certain values, through repetition, through reading a story, through seeing a way of being that I want to emulate, right? With children, we do it through reading children's books. If you want to teach your child to, you know, always look both ways before you cross the road, the best way to do that is to read a children's book about a little kid who runs out into the road and God for a bit, unfortunately, gets hit by a car and they're scared and they read the storybook and they start to learn you're planting seeds and the next time they're gonna go in the road, that storybook somehow has gone in and will start to affect them. The more time, you know, little kids, they want to read the books constantly, the same books over and over and over again, right? Yeah, so that's called planting, you plant seeds? and at some point they'll organically sprout. They'll take hold and they'll sprout. Building, are more about the building blocks, exercises, specifics, what can I do, how can I do it, what do I need to correct, yeah, how can I change this thing? And you, you chunk it down and you, and you do more of a building type exercise, of a specific practical step in action. So if you imagine, imagine a grapevine, and someone plants a grapevine, so at some point and, and tends to it, it organically sprouts. And often you see grapevines, they grow along a trestle. You've seen they can train them to grow a certain way. So there you see this exact exact example where if there's a planting and it organically sprouts, but if it was just to sprout without the trestle, it would just be wild and unruly, right? There wouldn't be any form to it, a grapevine. A grapevine needs a trestle to, to train it to go somewhere. So that trestle is like a building. It trains us to go a certain direction, right? It, it, it harnesses us. So here you see back in the holidays, planting is really what Rosh Hashanah is. Rosh Hashanah is all about the planting of the seed of who I want to be for the next coming year. Yom Kippur is the building block. So now I have to direct this, now I have to that, now I have to do that, say sorry that person and let me think through, let me work it, right? The building is Yom Kippur. The planting is Rosh Hashanah. Totally different focuses and totally different functions. Very important. Okay. The three major areas in the in the Mutsu that we're diving say. You know, anyone want to tell me what they are? Three what are the three sections, major sections that are the focus of Rosh Hashanah that we say are the most important focuses that we focus on. Shofr is one, good. There's two more. Huh? Don't be shy. Yeah, so in the Shmona Sray, there's three major sections, especially in Musa focus of the day they like the highlight the intensity of the day peaks at this point Malthus and Zipronos Have you heard of these there's three sections Malthus which means making shemking. king we're gonna discuss what that really means Zipronos which means anyone know what Zafar means Zepa no. to remember right so there's something about remembering zephoronos that I that I say, all about Hashem remembering. We, we invoke all these things we want Hashem to remember about good things about us, right? As a as a Jewish people, not individually. And the third is shofar, which brings these things into action, the actual act of love. the shofar as well as the verses that we say. So what is going on like that? I, I don't know about you, but last time I looked at, it didn't affect my Manhattan experience day to day, running around. Like what what is that about? Yeah. So, and now we understand the planting in the building, somehow this is about seed being planted, right, for me. There's another question I just wanna throw out there. This is the day where you says you're pleading for your life. Literally, you're standing there pleading for your life. You don't have no clue what's about to come in the next year. We don't know, yeah? We have no clue what's about to happen, and you don't know if it's gonna be whatever it's gonna be. Like, I had major surgery this year. I've never had major surgery in my life. That's, I was thinking back to last Rosh Hashanah going, wow, if I'd only know, I was going to have to have major surgery. I, I don't know what I would have done different. But like, it was all decided then. I was, in, I was actually praying next to some very holy people and I was thinking maybe I should pray next to them again this year. Because next to their prayer, I was just kidding. <laughs> next to their prayers, you <laughs> know, maybe my crazy and <laughs> So we had this on going, Joe, I'm not going to stand near you this year. You know. um, so, but someone else pointed out, you have no clue what your year would have been like had you not been standing next to them. <laughs> The whole concept about who you're with on Rosh Hashanah as well. So keep good company. Yeah, keep good company. Don't go and hang out with the friend the most that speaks gossip. You know, something like it. it's it's important to think about where you're going to be. Malthus. Um, oh, so the other question: We're standing there pleading for our life on Rosh Hashanah. Yet the Torah says very clearly, not a word about your mistakes. Talk about that on Yom Kippur. Okay, Yom Kippur, you're going to fix your mistakes, but Not even it says it even stronger. Not a word. Not a word on Rosh Hashanah about your mistakes. Don't mention a word about yourself, even personally, ideally. You can, you can ask for spiritual requests, but it says definitely not a word about anything negative that you did. Why? I'm begging for my life. The sentence is being passed. I can't say anything in defense of myself, about myself. I can't say sorry for something. I can't do tshuva. I can't What? What's going on? Also an interesting question. So let's put that aside. Malthus. What's Malthus? Malthus is probably, as far as relating to us, Malthus is the most important thing of the day. What does Malthus really mean? Making a ship king. What does that really mean? It means that in life we usually, even if you believe in God and you believe he's there and you believe he's running the world, you can think, God, you're doing a great job running the world, but when it comes to my life, I kind of know it's best, thanks. Like deep down we will really feel this. Like I, I know what's going on, but like, you know, I, I, you, you run the world really well, but when, when something doesn't happen according to the way I want it to happen, we don't like it. What if oh, I can't believe that just happened, like as if it shouldn't happen. Because The way I want to run my world is the best way, right? We forget in the moment. Making Hashem king means letting go of that part of yourself, at least for that day. At least for that day. One of my rabbis in Israel, actually Rabbi Kellerman, he said, on Rosh Hashanah, he prays that someone takes his seat in shul. I was like, what? Why? He says, because on Rosh Hashanah, you're in shul all day, so you're not up to mischief. Generally, you're pretty good. You're in shul all day. What happens if you get up to? As in, like you don't do anything wrong, usually, on Rosh Hashanah. And he says, so. The one time I can show Hashem your king, you, you run the world, whatever you want, Hashem, is the one time someone would take my seat in shul and I'd be annoyed. So instead, when someone takes my seat, I'm like, you're the king, whatever you want. It's an interesting idea. If someone doesn't go your way in Rosh Hashanah, that's your moment, that's the opportunity to let go if you can't do anything about it. Right? Let go, whatever you want the concept obviously it's not so simple but that's the concept i've heard crazy stories about people being locked in bathrooms on rosh hashanah god forbid like if you imagine that you're stuck in the bathroom can't get out rosh hashanah whatever you want to god forbid god forbid it shouldn't happen so like you know like that's that's the point is we're not in control and and to let go and let god really the whole focus of Marcus is any event that you give me god this this year i will i will do my best to see you in it and to bring out the spiritual that's i mean everyone has different lives here so you don't like to generalize but that's the thing i will do my best to do to do the best with whatever you give me and i'm willing to embrace whatever you give me and the reason that hashem sends tests challenges sufferings we don't we don't know the reason but one of the reasons we know he says is it is to wake us up right to wake us up for something to grow to transform Sometimes he can send things to wake us up that are not pleasant because we just don't want to see, we're, not, we're in denial, we don't want to own our own our stuff, right? So he has to, to send like a tap on the shoulder or a little bit more of a punch sometimes to w- wake us up. So what's one way around that if I want to have a year that's not like that? Obviously we're not in control we do not know the whole story and it does not explain many sufferings. But the ideal part of my part I can do is to say whatever you want, chef, whatever you want, I will do my best. What I want, but whatever you give me, I, I know that it's in my best interest, and I will try my best. The attitude inside is I want to make you I want to make you king over me. That's essentially the thing. Not just over the whole world, but over my life. I let I let you be king. It's called surrender. Surrender into a higher power that is guiding your life, as opposed to you feeling like I'm a higher power that's guiding my life. That's the the switch we're looking for. Is a question? No. There's a story in the Gomorrah about this, an old man, Gillo Azakeim, Gillo. he was very, very poor. Extremely poor. A very, very righteous man. Every year he must have prayed for money. He was destitute. Every year he prayed for money and every year he didn't get Now you say that's so unfair, so righteous, so holy, all he did was God's will, how on earth Right, my plan, what I want for myself, might not be God's plan. We don't know why. So the Gomorrah gives this example because it wants us to see a bigger snapshot of the bigger picture in this situation. And what who was Hillel is that game. Hillel was the, one of the poorest men in history, and he is now in the Gomorrah as the example of how to behave and how your behaviour and your uh, Who you are as a person is not dependent on external circumstances he was meant to be the template for all poor people for history as a hero for how he responded despite being poor right that it wasn't based just because he had no money he could be like an animal or he could steal or he could but he he upheld his righteousness even in in the face of a certain challenge that was very hard for him he became a hero and that became the template for all poor people for history I mean, right, what he's receiving now in, in the next world is beyond their understanding, right? Now, does that mean he shouldn't have prayed for money? No, of course not. Of course he should pray for whatever you need and want. But sometimes we don't know the big picture. We just don't know. So at some point, being able to surrender and say, whatever you want, you should. That's the goal. Okay.